Welcome back. You're listening to Half Hour to Health. I'm Dr. Stephanie from Crossroads Chiropractic. Today with a very special guest, Dr. Christy Kwan. She is the Executive Director for the Foundation for Vertebral Subluxation Research. And we were just talking before the break about um, a special publication called Coherence uh, that people have access through to. So could you tell us a little bit more about that, Dr. Kwan? Yeah, sure. Um, so Coherence just came out about a year ago, um, and it's a magazine that's designed for chiropractors as well as laypersons. Um, it can also be used to help educate patients, uh, so it's a great waiting room tool. Um, and it helps kind of summarize some of the research that's out there, uh, focus on vertebral subluxation, and helps educate our profession on all of that. And it focuses on kind of helping to reach the masses, so people who might not want to read a lot of the individual case studies and things that are being published on a regular basis. I know it's a lot to keep up with for the average practitioner. So this is kind of a, this is an attempt to help reach people uh, in a more user-friendly format. Mm -hmm. So it's published by McCoy Press. Our editor is Dr. Matt McCoy. Um, I serve on the advisory board along with Dr. Chris Kent, who many people know, uh, Dr. Pam Stone McCoy, and Dr. Inquinet Stiles. Um, And the idea is just to really help people get connected um, and know what's going on. So there's a lot of different articles out there um, in the magazines that talk about some of the research, so our latest version, our latest edition um, has some articles about this idea of increasing quality of life and the expression of life through managing subluxation. It cites a lot of research focused on uh, neurodevelopmental disorders for children, so things like ADHD and the statistics surrounding um, the general population. So, you know, one thing that we don't have is we don't really have this comparative studies that tell us, well, this is how people do when they're under chiropractic care versus when they're not. We have a lot of, obviously, you know, federal statistics based in just the general population and how the U.S. is doing. And most of those statistics tell us we're not really doing great, but it's hard to capture statistics on the chiropractic population because there's not any, you know, central data repository where we can see, you know, all of the hundreds of thousands of people who've been under care. And then it's also kind of hard to define who's been under care in that they've ever experienced a chiropractic adjustment as opposed to they've been under regular chiropractic care for a period of time. Mm -hmm. But I think that this article does a great job, um, as many of the others do, of kind of saying, this is what's going on in the general population, and there's a rising incidence of a lot of things we wouldn't really want to see. And then adding some of the research about chiropractic management to help create what we call biological plausibility to what's going on in the body and how removing interference might help change um, what's going on um, and build new connections or reestablish connections in the brain for these children to help them function better. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of what we aim to do with a lot of these articles is bring together some of the research evidence that's out there for chiropractic with some of the major concerns in our culture today Mm -hmm. and then tie these together to help create more of that, you know, sort of urgency related to public health, really, uh, related to some of the demands and concerns in our society. And so I think that's really going to be 
the most important thing. So um, over the past year or so, um, I've also been fortunate to have a scholarship to continue my graduate studies in public health at Emory University through the foundation. Um, so I'm at the Rollins School of Public Health, and um, I'm getting a lot of exposure into how public health, people in public health, really look at health issues and the vantage point that they take on, on these things. And I think that the articles in Coherence do a great job of trying to reach people in that way to say, you know, not to discount the importance of case studies. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about some of the new stuff that's out, but how do we take that stuff and make it sort of more, even more applicable to the general population? That's great that so much is is happening within the profession for research, and it will be exciting to see more and more studies come out that relate people's health and their overall wellness uh, to mm-hmm. the value of staying well-adjusted and, and being under chiropractic care to reduce subluxation. So yeah. um, one of the things that I love is in my email, I'm always getting um, new research notifications and for a lot of case studies that are being published. Um, and the website is vertebralsubluxationresearch.com if anybody's looking for, for more information. But um, one recently that, that caught my eye was a resolution of torticollis and breastfeeding difficulties. And I love seeing the case studies come out with babies and children and seeing how they're able to benefit. Absolutely. Um, especially nowadays, you know, um, for those of you who are listening, who are kind of keeping up with current events, you know, there's been some challenges in some other countries related to taking care of children. Um, Australia sort of has this temporary hiatus, for instance, on um, adjusting children. And I think that the research is really going to potentially be the only way that we're going to try to overcome some of these challenges. Um, so that case study, um, for example, that you mentioned by Dr. Sarah Green and Dr. Joel Alcantara is just one um, seminal piece of research. It kind of helps us show that maybe it's really never too early for chiropractic care. That research, that case study is focused on a male baby who's only about 13 days old, so very young, um, and uh, a lot of the difficulties that he was undergoing were ones that might not be considered to be major disease processes by the traditional allopathic model, but certainly ones that were affecting the quality of life of both the mother and the baby. Um, So, yep, um, chiropractor took care of him for about six weeks and saw um, resolution of these issues. And then what I really love about a lot of the case studies that chiropractors submit is that they, what we find is that these babies and these parents continue care afterward. And mm-hmm. um, so they kind of help, they help shed light on the importance of maintaining a healthy nervous system through continued chiropractic care. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also sheds light on some of the things that chiropractic can help with. So this case report in particular, for instance, um, focuses on issues like torticollis and difficulty with breastfeeding. Um, I'm personally not a mom yet, but I know that there's a lot of people out there who are parents who have difficulty with breastfeeding uh, early on um, with their children, and it's one of the, you know, greatest stressors because 
there's a lot of aspects to that. Obviously, there's the physical limitations as far as providing nutrition to your child, but then also um, there's a lot of emotional aspects to it, right? The stress of not feeling like you're not being able to properly uh, provide for your child in terms of nutrition. And so to be able to show that chiropractic has an effect for a population like that, and it's not just about improving low back pain or whatever it might be in the adult population, I think it just really helps highlight a much greater reach um, with chiropractic. Um, in the same journal, we also recently published a study um, by Dr. Pamela Stone-McCoy. She's one of our editors or advisory board members for Coherence as well. She and Dr. Sydney McNeil just published a case study um, of uh, chiropractic care of a woman who uh, previously had a transverse presentation in her pregnancy and she was able to have a successful VBAC. Um, she didn't present for chiropractic care until 39 weeks, according to the case study. Wow. So it's pretty incredible that she was able to have a natural vaginal birth after cesarean. And there are a lot of statistics out there related to the idea of having a VBAC and the fact that it is most definitely um, a realistic possibility for women. And that doesn't just come from our research uh, in chiropractic, but it actually comes from the obstetric community. Um, there's been a very marginal increase in the VBAC rate in recent years by only about 3%, but it's a practice that's definitely supported by the obstetric community nowadays. So I think it's great that we're able to show that type of research out there and hopefully create an avenue where we can have those conversations with more OBGYNs and midwives to say, this is something where we both want to see women with more options, and this is a way in which we can help achieve that goal for our communities. Very exciting. Um, we've seen quite a few cases of abnormal presentations for uh, pregnant moms and, and babies that have resolved, and I feel a little guilty that we haven't written up any of our case studies. So <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show with us today, Dr. Kwan. Um, I can't thank you enough for sharing some of the research that's going on within chiropractic and um, some of the things that are happening at the Foundation for Vertebral Subluxation. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in, and we will see you next time here on Half Hour to Health on WTPL.